0: Welcome home everybody you 're watching legacy television i 'm jeremy pearsons we 're glad to have you with us again today here in the house of faith i 'm coming to you again from the sanctuary here at Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado and as you can tell, we are still under construction. We are a work in progress but We're making awesome progress. God is doing amazing things here. Uh, I'm in the sanctuary on the platform here. And as a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, we're actually coming close to the end of the construction part of the sanctuary and after that's finished, we can begin the finish out of the sanctuary. Painting the walls, putting in carpet, uh, installing lighting and audio and video and all the fun stuff, so we're excited about that. And those of you who are watching, who are partners with us, we just wanna say thank you once again for everything that you've done in obedience to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, investing into this Buy Up and Build Out project. It's happening, I mean, you can see it right now in front of you, this is what your partnership is doing. And most of you know that some time ago we released faith together for this entire building, a 30,000 square foot facility, believing God for $100 a square foot, believing that that would enable us to get this place in shape and ready to open the doors to the people of this community. Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, we're right next to Colorado Springs and Woodland Park, Colorado. So we've got great communities around us. People uh, who are all around us and we keep getting word they're excited about church coming. They're excited about Sunday morning. And I'm telling you, Sunday morning is on its way in Jesus name. And we are excited about it. Making awesome progress in this project. Uh, At the time that I'm recording this right now, we are at 23,577 square feet complete. That puts us at 78.59% done. That's awesome that is miraculous and that is the goodness of God. And it's the faithfulness of God and it's God being faithful through you, our partners. So there's still opportunity and still time if you wanna get involved in this buy up and build out project. A number of ways you can do that. One of the easiest ways to do it if you're watching inside the United States is to text your offering. I know you've got your phone on you right now. It's so easy. All you have to do is text LTV, to the number 28950, that's LTV, any dollar amount, to the number 28950. That's gonna go right into this buy up and build out project. Uh, if you'd like to, you can give online at pearsonsministries.com and there on our giving page, you can select the buy up and build out project. Or if you'd like to uh, write a check or send an offering through the mail, use the address that you see right there on your screen. We are so thankful, so grateful for all the progress that we're making in this project. And remember, it's not just about building a building. It's about building a platform from which we reach the nations. And when I say we, that means you. That's me, that's us, that's you and I in this thing together and we have a word. We have an assignment to serve our generation with the word of God. Teach them how to live by faith in the day of grace. Teach them how to experience a whole life prosperity that's prospering spirit, soul and body. And when people come to this church, we believe our responsibility and our assignment is to teach them how to raise a family in the household of faith. That's what this church is about. That's what this legacy television broadcast is about. That's what our whole lives and ministry is all about. What I wanna do right now is spend a few minutes in worship together, and then we're gonna get right into the Word of God today. In Romans chapter 12, one and two, it says, "'I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed. Listen to this word. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove... What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Listen to it again. Verse two, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I wanna give you four words to think about and this is what we began talking about last week. We're gonna spend some time with it uh, th- today in church. And as the Lord leads us, we may spend some more time on this in the weeks to come. But listen to these four words, mind renovation, life transformation. Listen to them again. Mind renovation, life transformation. That's what this scripture Is all about. When he said, Don't be conformed to this world, again, we talked about this, but that word conformed literally means he's saying, Don't put something on the outside that doesn't look like what's going on on the inside. Don't, don't allow this world to pressure you into conformity, into looking just like them and sounding just like them. And I'm telling you, if you didn't know it, the pressure is on. I believe there's probably more pressure on the church now than there's been in a long time to look and to sound and to act and more specifically to think like the rest of this world. But the scripture here is clear about it. Don't be conformed. Don't let it happen but instead be what? Transformed. That word means to let the outward appearance, the outward condition, what's going on on the outside, let it be the result of what's going on on the inside. Let the inward condition produce the outward condition. That's what the word transform means. And he's talking to us about total life transformation. Transformation is is literally going from, from one shape to another, from one condition to another. And something or someone can be so radically transformed that they are unrecognizable compared to the way they used to be depending on how far and how great the the transformation process has gone, you can literally have a place that is unrecognizable from what it used to be. And one of the big reasons I believe the Lord's talking to us about this right now is this is what's going on in the very room that I am standing in. There is a transformation process at work right now in this room. When we bought this building and we showed up here almost a year ago and started work in this place, we came in and, and it was, well, I mean, I can show you some pictures of it. We walked in, it was an old gymnasium. There was a nasty blue floor that was like coming up in places and water damage on the walls and on the floor. And, and, and it was just a rough place, but we had vision for it. We knew what we wanted it to be, but to get from where it was to what we want it to be, there's a transformation that has to take place. And again, we've already looked at this picture today, but when you see what this place will be, I mean, you take somebody who came into this room, I don't know, a few years ago, and then you put them in the room and what it's going to look like in a few weeks or a few months from now, it's going to be a total transformation and it will be unrecognizable from what it used to be. And I believe that's the, one of the big reasons the Lord's dealing with us about this right now is because what we have going on around us is really a vivid crystal clear picture of what is supposed to be going on inside of us. We're watching this transformation take place of this natural physical building, but the same thing is supposed to be going on in our hearts and in our minds. When he said this transformation happens, notice the way he said it happens. It comes by the renewing of the mind. Now that word renewing, if you look it up, it literally means renovation. Everybody say the word renovation. Say it renovation. You know what a renovation is, don't you? I mean, it's what's happening in here. It's, it's what happens when anybody tackles a project and they've got vision for what something could be. Even if it's not anything close to it right now, even if it's some old place that's beat up and worn down, they got vision for what it can be, but to transform it, it's got to go through a renovation. And that's why I give you these four words, mind renovation, life transformation. In other words, the only way for our lives to be transformed into what God sees for us, what we have vision for our own lives to be, it comes one way by the renovation and the remodeling of the way you think. Believe me, man, I wish it came just by laying hands on somebody or just praying a prayer or just fasting a meal. I mean, and all those things are good, but the scripture is very specific about how we arrive at this major life transformation. But if you're willing to go through the renovation process, then you can come to a place in your own life where you are unrecognizable compared to the way you used to live. People who knew you, BC, right? Before you knew Jesus, before you let the word go to work in your life, man, they come across you, they meet you, and like, who is this guy? Who is this person? What got into you? Well, you can answer it, first of all, by saying Jesus, the Holy Spirit got in here and began to change the way you think. Mind renovation is life transformation. And we can get excited about this verse right here, because you, what you see as the promised result of going through that renovation of the way we think. The result we've already talked about in number one is total life transformation. It's, it's, it's becoming, for lack of a better word, a new you, a brand new person. And that's why the scripture talks about being in Christ Jesus, old things are passed away and all things have become new. That's a renovation. That's a remodel. That's a transformation. But the other thing you see here is the result of our minds being renewed. Our minds being renovated is this, that we would prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As a believer, there ought to be one really big thing on your mind. When it comes to what you do in this life and with this life, there should be one big thing on your mind, and it's this What is God's will? Didn't Jesus pray that? And He taught us to pray that way? Father, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That ought to be the big thing on your mind and on mine. What is the will of God? Now, sadly, Way too many believers, way too many Christians live this life either totally ignorant of the will of God or confused as to what it is. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. We don't have to live like that. As a matter of fact, you can live with a confidence and a knowing of what God's plan and his will is for your life here on this earth. You don't have to spend a single day of your life confused about what God wants done with you and in you and by you and through you. That's why Paul prayed. He said, I I pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. Man, that's awesome, isn't it? To be so filled up with the knowledge of the will of God. Let me ask you this. If you are full of that, how much room is there in you for anything else? None. Why? Because you're full of the knowledge of his will. And if there's nothing else in there, then there's no confusion about it. You know what he wants done. You know when he wants it done. You know how he wants it done. But to come to that place where you are so confident of the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, it requires the renovation of the mind. Mind renovation, life transformation. And that is what this scripture is about. And we talked uh, last Sunday about the fact that you and I, all of us, just like this building right now, we're all under construction. And that's why I have no problem coming to you from this sanctuary, even in the shape that it's in right now, even with concrete floors and plastered drywall and and air conditioning ducts that don't actually connect all over the room. We gotta probably work on that. But I, I have no problem with coming to you in the middle of this right now, because I recognize, hey, we're under construction. And this is nothing to be ashamed of. Actually, this is very exciting because this is proof of progress. We're under construction and we're headed somewhere. Come on church, listen to me, we're headed somewhere. And we talked about a number of things that we have learned just naturally speaking through this construction process and the things we've learned about the nature of building and remodeling and renovating and what goes along with it. So we looked at a number of these things If you missed last week's service, it's available to you. It's online here, or you can get it from the Legacy Church podcast as well. But I want to go on in this today and continue talking about this remodel process, this renovation process. And I got to thinking about it, and I believe the Lord spoke something interesting and unique to me about it. You know, if you think about what it takes to go through um, a, a renovation like we're talking about the renovation of an old home or a building like this one, there is a phase of the process that comes early on. And honestly, it's, I think it's probably most people's favorite part of the whole renovation process. If you've ever been a part of anything like that, I, 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 would say, I would dare say it's probably one of the more fun, one of somebody's most favorite parts of the whole process. And you know what it is? It's Demo Day. It's Demo Day. People like Demo Day. Why? Because it actually doesn't take a whole lot of skill. If you can swing a hammer, you can have some fun on Demo Day. And what Demo Day, Demolition Day is all about, is it's all about going into that old place and ripping out everything that's not gonna be in the new place. It's, it's about ripping out everything that doesn't belong there. It's about tearing down walls. It's about ripping out stuff that's either just old and outdated or maybe by this time, it's not safe anymore. It shouldn't be in there. I know when Sarah and I, we first moved up here uh, to uh, the Woodland Park area, The Lord so blessed us and we found a great house. It's an awesome miracle story, but it was an older home, beautiful home. I mean, we really, really like this place. But as we walked through it, uh, we saw some things that needed to be changed, some things that needed to be ripped out. It's it's an older home. I mean, it's older than I am. I think it was built in the early 70s. No offense to you who are from the early 70s, but for a home, that's... That's a little bit. So, you know, there were some things Sarah um, wanted to have done in the home. Now some places in the home needed like a fresh coat of paint on the wall, no big deal, right? But other rooms in the house needed some, some pretty heavy lifting, some pretty extensive renovation. Um, For example, evidently in the early seventies, it was cool to have an avocado green bathtub. People were into that then, not so much anymore. Well, at least let me speak for my wife. She's not into that. So there were bathrooms that needed renovation. There were bedrooms that needed renovation. And what happened was we got a crew in there, right? And people started ripping stuff out. Why? Because it's not going to be a part of the, the transformation. There's a transformation that has to take place and this stuff's not going to be in the end result. And so you got to have a demo day. Well, the same thing has to happen in your mind. The same thing has to happen in your thoughts. The renewing, the remodeling, the renovation of the mind. Everybody's got to have a demo day. In other words, there are thought processes and thoughts that you've held onto and they don't belong in there. They won't support what's getting ready to go in there and maybe they're just outdated or maybe they're just not safe anymore. Maybe these are things that need to be ripped out for the sake of your own life and your own health and well-being, but you got to be willing to have a demo day. So I'm declaring today, this Sunday morning, hey, it's demo day at Legacy Church. Are you willing to go through demo day with me and, and get in there and rip out some ways of thinking, even if they're things you've held on to for a long time. If you see that, that the transformation requires you to get rid of some stuff, are you willing to rip it out? Are you willing? to tear down some walls because that's what we're going to do today. And uh, I want to show this to you from a number of places in scripture. Now, you know, we could, and and it would be worth it to do this. We can't do it in in a context like this, but it would be worth it to do what the scripture says. And that is to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Take every thought captive. And and when we're talking about the renovation of your mind, what we need to understand is you have a lot more control over what you think than maybe you realize you had. Your mind is your mind. And you can think on whatever you choose to think on. The scripture tells us, we were in Romans 12, but uh, back up just a little bit to chapter eight. And it will tell you that to be, spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. Now, these are the only two options, to be spiritually minded or to be carnally minded. And you can see the the difference is literally life or death. What you set your mind on, what you allow yourself to think can be the difference between life and death. And these are the only two options, spiritually minded, carnally minded. And it would be good to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. But you and I can't stand here like this in this service and go over every single thought you ever have and identify whether or not it's, it's a good one or a bad one, if it needs to be ripped out or if it can stay. But here's what I want you to do today. This is gonna simplify this demo day and the renovation process if you will realize that every single thought can be put into one of two categories, one of two buckets, that's all there is. That's the only option. You can put every thought you have into one of these two buckets. And the first bucket is the truth. The second bucket is a lie. Every thought you have fits into one of those two categories, the truth or a lie. Now, you can take just a a surface look at the scriptures and it wouldn't take you long to figure out in a hurry how God feels about lies, lying. As a matter of fact, the book of Proverbs, we won't take time to turn there. Maybe we can put this on the screen for you. But in chapter six, of the book of Proverbs, it gives you a list of things God hates. It says these six things God hates; yea, seven are an abomination to Him. That's that's a big word, that's a heavy word. God hates these things; they're an abomination to Him. He can have nothing to do with them. That's what that means. If you look back through that list of things, one of them on the list is a lying tongue. And You skip down the list just a little bit and it's not a long list. It's seven things. I mean, if you made a list of the stuff you hate and what's an abomination to you, it might go on and on and on. But God's list is actually kind of short. But on that list is a lying tongue. And then just a few numbers down from that is a false witness. Somebody who tells lies. So out of the seven things God hates, two of them are lying. That's how strongly he feels about this. Now, why does God hate lying? He hates it because of what it does, because of what it does to you and because of what it does to your fellowship and your relationship with him. Lying, well, let me say it to you like this. We live in a world full of fake. We live in a world so saturated with fakeness and pretense and put on. And the thing is, we buy into it. As a culture, we buy into it. We are getting sold on stuff all the time. And it's why the movie industry and the entertainment industry is this multi, multi, multi multi-billion dollar industry because we love to feed on fantasy. We love to feed on stuff that's not real, that's fake. And even the true stories that are told are just based on them and sometimes pretty loosely. We buy into the fake and we're so saturated by it that, it's become difficult for many, many people to draw the line and to tell the difference between what's real, what's fake, what's true, what's a lie. And it takes a conscious effort to believe the truth in the world that we live in right now. And God hates lying. He hates falseness. He hates fakeness. He hates pretense. Why? Because there's none of it in him. There is nothing false in him. There's nothing fake in him. He is truth. And there can be, there can be none of it in us if we're going to have full fellowship with him. He hates lying because of what it does. Lying and this falseness and fakeness literally builds a wall between you and him. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more.